Welcome to another episode of the podcast series Rare. In this episode, myself and Mary Andals will be chatting to our friend and one of our lovely team members, Jay Roach, and his wife, Sarah. So, Mary Andals, this is slightly different for us. Yes. Because we have Jay, who yeah. we know. I think you know, you go back further with Jay than yes. I do. Yes, yeah. Um, and his lovely partner, Sarah. Yeah. So what what's going to be, what are you looking forward to the most for well, this one? Well, I'm really looking forward to hear some stories about Sarah and the experience of living with a family with Huntington's disease and how is this impacting her identity, her choices in life, her future, and, and the way she's been part of this family. And uh, yeah, I'm very curious about that. That would be something I'm very interested in. Yeah, and... I- I definitely am. And I'm also really interested in their connection. You know, we yeah. always talk about that, obviously, they've got a connection to the genetics department yes. and, and how that developed and how they've ended up here with us yes. in this room, yes. having a conversation. Yes. Um, and whether they've always been on the same page about that journey or whether yeah. it's slightly changed at times. I think um, it'd be really great. And it's also quite um, interesting that we've not got... Um, it's like it's a family. Yes, and we, we don't have we professionals. Don't, we today. don't have professionals. Yeah, we get so relaxed. It's so relaxed that we don't have to worry about how we pronounce things. And your names or anything, <laughs> yeah. or, or professions or anything. Yeah, or make sure we can be a bit more naughty. I think. Let's go and listen. Yeah. Welcome to Jay and Sarah, um, and this is quite unique for us um, so far because we've not actually invited a family um, members of the same family to come um, and have a conversation with us. So. Um, we're quite excited yes, to have you here um, and hopefully it'll be, I think it'll be a quite a different type of conversation which is what we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I think for me it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how rare is become a topic uh, and I, it's something I'd never even really thought about before um, and it's only through the conversations that we've all been having mm-hmm. that it's kind of become a thing and a, almost like a little badge to wear so to speak <laughs> literally literally, literally a badge to wear as we're wearing them today you mentioned that the sixth floor you know you, you feel quite kind of connected to the genetics department and you felt like you wanted to give back or do as much as you can so can where say, did that journey start can i say something when I, I met i met jay um when can i say that jay? Yeah, yeah yeah when we yeah. did um um a group, a group intervention in the yeah in the yeah, yes. yeah yeah you heard about that yeah yeah it was it was quite a few years ago then, yeah now, yes yeah. and when you came twenty four years ago mm-hmm. um, was that the first time either of you had been to the genetics department did you come together yeah we did yeah. we came together um, we well we came because <laughs> it was that massive panic. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh really. It was a massive panic because we discovered we were pregnant, after, yeah, even though we'd yeah, been married yeah. for several years, yeah. and we weren't, we weren't, we weren't thinking of starting a family. And I think we kind of talked around the subject of starting a family, mm-hmm. but then obviously knowing of the history of Jay's family, we weren't mm-hmm. in a rush mm-hmm. to start a family. That so then when we actually found out we were pregnant, it was suddenly like. <gasps> Mm. Oh, what like happens now? Yeah, 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 what, yeah, are we yeah. ready for this? What happens now? Yeah. What, so that's what triggered us, isn't it? We were, we were to see our doctor, and our doctor suggested that we yeah. came to, uh, to the, the genetics, genetics department, department, and they were really, really helpful at the time, actually. Yeah. Mm. I, I am very interested mm. in, out of, in this conversation, probably the thing that I'm most interested in, how it mm. is for you, mm. Sarah, to 
to enter, or what is the story to enter in a family where, where Huntington is present? And I don't know when you discovered that and how... Um, <laughs> on the first day, okay, yeah. okay. Is this okay? Yeah, that's fine. I don't know, as long as Jay doesn't mind me. No, 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 no. Um, I, yeah, we, met, we met very young, and obviously I lived, we lived far apart. Because I'm not from Manchester, I'm from Cornwall. I recognise oh, that accent. accent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely because I, I love Cornwall. <laughs> so, um, met on holiday, Dave was on holiday, and he managed to get me to come to Manchester. <laughs> Is this so, a big That's funny, we're talking about how we met today, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, the girls at work. Um, and um, so, I came to Manchester, I was quite young, yeah. 18 when yeah. I moved up, and um, we just got engaged. And um, I, we hadn't really had um, a conversation about your grandparents and things, had we? Yeah. Other than I knew we had grandparents. Mm, yeah. And obviously to Jay, how his grandparents were yeah. is normal to Jay because mm. he's grown up with them. And, um, you know, we found it, you know, we both had three grandparents at the time and things like this. So um, he'd met my grandparents and that was fine. So I didn't meet his grandparents until I'd actually moved to Manchester. Mm. So I went to visit his grandparents, his dad's mum and dad, and he hadn't said anything to me. And I don't think it's because Jay didn't want to say anything to me. It was more the case that, to him, yeah. it was normal. Was, yeah. Yeah. His, his, so, grandparents, yeah. Yeah. his grandparents, and that's exactly how they were. Yeah. So luckily for me, I suppose, I say lucky, it's, maybe it's not, it's not anything to do with luck, but um, my mum's from a nursing background. Right. Okay. So I was used to hospitals and seeing people in beds and, and that sort of thing. It was never a massive shock, you know, yeah. to see that kind of environment. But we went to visit his grandparents, but I suppose I'd assumed that they would be like my grandparents yeah. were. Mm. And so when I got there, it was a bit of a shock. Not... You know, not that it didn't upset me or anything like that, but I was just shocked at the time to see his grandma in a bed mm. and I wasn't expecting it. So when we left, I sort of said, oh, yeah, what was he yeah, well, yes. your grandma? And then obviously that's when he told me. But I think the thing is, is previously, I hope not so much with us, but with the previous generation, his mum and dad's generation, yeah. and your dad in particular at that time, didn't really talk about mm, it. Yeah. Oh, yes, so it, wasn't, it was different then, it wasn't was it? Different. It was different, it wasn't particularly talked about. Yeah. You know, he, not necessarily Huntington's, I think any, any kind oh, of I, illness. I think any, any, yeah. anything, anything genetic. Exactly. And it becomes a little bit, sometimes in families, a bit like an old wives' tale as well, doesn't yeah. it? You know, my parents both have a chondroplasia and... Um, when my mum was born, my nan was like, you know, there was like this kind of old wives' tale that maybe, you know, she was belonged to somebody else and maybe my nan had, you know, had an affair, you know, like, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't understand that yeah. how these genetic yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. And then, oh, it's because oh, maybe our, our cousin years ago was small mm. as well and that kind of, and I think people start to create that narrative, mm. don't they, yeah. around yeah. something exactly. because they don't want to talk about it openly of that generation. Exactly. This is an interesting question. What is normal? Does normality really exist. My husband, his brother had a new girlfriend and they were coming over from Denmark to see us and he hadn't told his girlfriend that we both had a chondroplasia. And just as they were getting off the plane, he went, well, just let you know, he said, uh, my brother and his girlfriend have got a chondroplasia, which means they've got dwarfism, which means they're small. And she was just like, I'm, I'm just 
about to meet them. And I'm like, no, I know you're all doing great. I gave you, you know, every time I go, like, oh, I forgot to say, just yeah. 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 But, but this is what you didn't think about it. Yeah. 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 When we yes. go in there, my grandparents aren't like yours. Yes. My grand's going to be in the bed of my granddad's, you know, to all intents and purposes, normal. Yeah. Um, but do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know that grandparents are normal. It wasn't quite normal. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, so it didn't didn't really crop up, did it? I don't think it was, it was, I, I mean, thinking back to then, though, it was, it was just a natural thing it, mm. because it wasn't necessarily talked about within our family yeah. it was just it was just a thing that had happened mm-hmm. yeah and instead of actually going around and being a subject that we talked about mm-hmm. or, or whatever yeah and it's, it's kind of like seeing it now sort of almost repeating itself um with our children sure you know obviously with their granddad now yeah. you know yeah. they don't really they just talk about granddad you know mm-hmm. they don't it's not one granddad's like this or one granddad's like mm, that. Yeah. It's, do you know what I mean? There's no comparison made. They just know granddad's not well and it, they're quite excited. In fact, they, they are a little bit sad, I'd say, about it because especially because they're old enough to remember him being well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's like our eldest one. I had a conversation with him the other day. Obviously, I mentioned before he didn't come to when we were in Manchester that time. And I did say to him, I think you need to go and visit Grandad a little bit more often. You know, you're a big lad now and you should go. And, and he actually did say to me, well, it is mum a bit upsetting for yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. But he, you know, he could say that yeah. to me, which was really good. And I said, I, I get that. I appreciate that. I said, but I said, I know you're feeling like that, but you've also got to think about how Grandad feels, yeah. Yeah. you know, because I know you. it's hard for you to see Grandad like that because... Because he did do a lot of childcare for us when he was yeah. well. And so they just remember this really fun oh, granddad yes. that really, play, you know, and he but really it, played with them. We are having a conversation with Sarah and Jay about the relationship that the family has with Huntington's. Didn't but, they even, as well? even our, but even our youngest, who's not so young anymore, yeah, 14, but you know, yeah. even, she's, you know, even she was yeah. sort of saying, oh, yeah. yeah. I loved it when me and Grandad went on picnics. Uh, you yeah, know, and, and there, there is that. You know, they've re- seen that change. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but they are able to remember. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, it is lovely. They've got such fond memories, memories yes. already now, and obviously they're continuing to make those memories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad was was. Yeah, really, really active, wasn't yeah, he? Very in active. everything, everything yeah. that he did. So he, and he was, was the really, one was, he was fun with them as well. He was, he was like, silly and fun. Yeah, he was, he was the fun granddad. Mm. He was yeah. like, you know, yes. he'd be the one who he would yeah. take them on picnics and go out. And yeah, he'd, but he'd like literally on the floor playing with them, making things out of cardboard. And mm. do you know what I mean? You'd come home and literally there'd be a den built in the middle of the living room <laughs> oh, and granddad yeah. would be in the middle of it. And the, do you know what I mean? So he was yeah. really, really fun. Do you think he was conscious of that time that? That, that might not last forever. Um, I don't know because he was a really fun dad. He was always like that. Yeah. Yeah. We had. Um, I've been dying to tell this. Go on. <laughs> Go on. My, my dad's such a legend at hide and seek, right? That yeah. One day, yeah. right, my yeah. um, mum came home and me and our kid were looking for my dad and he was hiding in a suitcase. He climbed into a suitcase at the top of a wardrobe. <laughs> and how long had he been there? And he was, he'd been like there for about an hour and me and I, me wow. and I feel like looking, <laughs> running around. And, it, and that's, that just yeah. typifies 
exactly, exactly what he was like. And he was, yeah. in, and he, yeah, I mean, he was just like that with all the, the kids. The and... children when they were little. Can I ask you, because you, you were saying, like, for you it was normal when you arrived to, to Jay's family. Yes, yeah. That was normal, and you were saying, this is normal. But, but in a way, I'm sure that it's not that normal for all families to, to kind of, you know, even you didn't talk about this, because mm-hmm. in, yeah. in those days you didn't talk. You could have been resentful, or you could have been these many mm. ways of, of being around the subject, if you want. Yeah. And h- h- how do you think it was in your family? Because it feels like, from what you're explaining, you were all together, and it, it, that doesn't didn't get in the way of, of your relationship with each other. It's not co- ever going our... narrow, no. is it? Really? I think. I think if anything, it's <clears throat> kind of like. And, and maybe it is part of a generational thing, is that because it wasn't necessarily talked about as much mm. when we were growing up or when we were kind of the ages that our kids are now, that we've almost like, I don't know if we've purposely gone the opposite way, but yeah, we've always been mm. a bit more... Yeah, that's like whenever we come to visit the genetics uh, department, we always say to the children that were coming, yes. we always ask them if they'd like to come too, okay. we always um, tell them what happens when we go back, mm. any news we've got to give them and things like that, so mm. we always tell them and we're always consciously sort of saying, you know, we're not like, you know it's not like a daily thing, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, do you know what I mean yeah. every now and whenever it kind of crops up though, you know, we reassure them that there's help there if they need help mm. and you know they don't have to talk to us if they don't yes. want to go and talk to someone yeah. else they can go and talk mm. to somebody else and you know it's always kind of options are always there mm. yeah but really I don't think we kind of had that same kind of we didn't feel that there was those same kind of options for us mm. until it was that moment when we realized that we were going to have our first baby and then we were suddenly like right I think we decided as a couple that we needed to know more to think about, because yeah. sensibly yeah, that's if, what happens, if this is yeah. being yes. passed on we need to know, arm ourselves with as much information yeah. Yeah. as we possibly could so that's why we decided mm. to come at the time but really your mum and dad didn't kind of see it I don't think because the, they were a bit surprised yeah. I think that we were coming weren't they they were like oh, why do you need to yeah. Why, why do you need to know yeah, why yeah. do you know and like I said I think it's just a bit of a generational thing because mm. they're going off of what their parents did yes. I suppose yeah. and you know like I said because I come from a very small tight family um, yeah. there's it, there's literally five of us and I think when you start a family and I had a similar situation that we didn't necessarily plan and then something happened and mm-hmm. then, then we went up to the sixth floor and then you realise that's when you do need to know a bit of information maybe mm-hmm. just so that you've got some answers or some signposts or mm-hmm. if you need that for the next generation yeah, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you talk I it doesn't mean you're talking about it every day I yeah, exactly. I became a little bit obsessed by talking about it to my youngest daughter who doesn't have a chondroplasia and I go and you know mummy's going to be small you're not going to be small like mummy you're going to be bigger and she was about four we walk into nursery again and she went oh I know you've told me like a thousand <laughs> times <laughs> she said I'm gonna be big you're gonna be small I get it we just get on with it, you know, <laughs> and it kind of really taught me that I was probably just going yeah. a bit too much yeah. with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they kind of they set that pace, don't they? Yeah. I think it's the children about when yeah, they want yeah. to talk about it, when they don't want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing yeah. is, we've never. Oh, I, I don't think we've ever kind of consciously had a 
you know, a plan as to what we sure. were going to do or, no, you know, no. sort of, because we're not that kind of parents either. You know, it's not mm. a case of, right, okay, we need to sit down, we need yeah, to talk about mm. it or anything like that. But I think it's like I say, it's almost like having, if you've got the, if you've got the knowledge, the information yeah. and all the stuff to hand, then yeah. you can draw on it to, yeah. to. And are the children, are they thinking about it still in terms of their grandfather and then their, and then Jay, or are they start, are they kind of a, got a good sense that, it's kind of about them as well. Um, I think they do realise it's about them as well, mm. but mm. I think they also realise that the onset, especially in uh, Jay's family, is later. It's much later. It, yes. It, you know, it doesn't kind of hit until midlife. So I think they're quite happy at the moment yeah. that Grandad has a diagnosis. So they, well, they know that Jay has the gene, the Huntington's, gene and they know that they could get and they know what their percentage chance are of them Mm. um getting the gene and things like that but i don't think the children at the moment are that concerned about it Mm. you know their their focus is granddad's ill and and we're spending time with him yeah and you know but then again i think also we've always been very conscious of not making it a big deal yeah. also in the fact that mm. oh granddad's got huntedons and yeah. all that it's, yes. not, it's always been spoken alongside other things yeah. beyond the family how mm. is this experience of huntington for your children and for you really has this been beyond the family and the the, the genetic department is there um, is it present somewhere, or you you you're living your life a bit different because of that, or no? I think we made. Or, we or you imagine? I'm because... not. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Um, I have. I think I've done things differently. Yeah. I changed my career because of it. Yeah. Tell t- tell tell us yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. when yeah. you decided yeah. that. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> it was after we had Maven and you had the diagnosis of the fact that you had the gene and I kind of thought well you know we were still young well in our I say like it was ages ago but um, (laughs) you still yeah we were in in our 30s then um and I Mabon was quite young was about 12 months old I think yeah yeah Yeah. and um I kind of thought, well, if if the illness, re, you know, follows the line path. it has, the path it has been doing with Jay's grand, Jay's grand uh, dad, and then obviously on to Jay, um, then I knew that by the time Jay got into his fifties, he wouldn't necessarily be able to work. Sure. Yeah. So I'm quite a practical person. Yeah, yeah. That's quite practical, isn't it? That's quite practical. So I, I, I was like, well, I need to do because Jay has always had a good career. You've been able to always yeah, do what you've wanted to do. Always, you? Yeah, yeah. And when the children that. were young, I took a lot of that pressure off for Jay yes. by allowing him to well, not allowing him, but Jay. <laughs> well, him permission. Let's call it that. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. Allowing yeah. him to go off and do what he wanted. But um, yeah, and he, he had his businesses and he's, he's done lots and lots of different things. And I think I also personally, though, for me, kind of outside of the Huntington thing as well, thought, okay it's a bit of time for me now as well mm. and so after having the children and then I worked in school I'd been working in school since we had our, our Keenan our second one 
and um, I thought, oh, I could, I could do this. This, you know, at the time I worked in the office. Yeah, I'd done accounts and things for years, and um, <laughs> I thought I could be a teacher. I could do that. It looks easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then I went back to university, and um, when the kids were really young, and did my PGCE, and then thought, well, this is great because it's something. Because it wasn't a case of, oh, you know, I wasn't maybe that flippant about it, but I realised that it was something that um, I could dip in and out of yes. once I was qualified. Mm-hmm. It's not the sort of, you're lucky in that kind of sense for that career that you can take breaks from it, yeah. you can go back and, and that sort of thing. So I thought, you know, when the time comes, if I need to take it, I could just go on supply and I can still earn a bit of money and... And, and those sort of things. So I think that it was a bit of a driving force to to, to, to change, change from, yeah, from what, from what I was doing at the mm. time and to, to sort of think a bit more about where I would go. Your family comms of mm. Huntington's to friends and other members of the family. What do you mean comms? Like how you communicate yeah. a diagnosis yeah, okay. to... But also what bits you want to tell people, what bits you don't want, how you want to kind of package it all you know because yeah. I know that I've been there we, there's only certain people that you want to tell some things to yeah. and yeah, yeah, totally you also that. they were that their reaction might yeah. not be so you're almost managing their reaction yeah sometimes Before, by, oh, yeah. beforehand and I just wondered how that had been for you both uh, I think for me it's kind of because I just get on with it <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I literally the way I've, I've kind of approached it is I've yeah I've been quite uh, not not planned it in this way but I just want to carry on almost like as if it's not as if it's not there because mm. obviously it's I know it's uh, full well it's there but it's not to let it affect me on you know, by, yeah, by yeah. you know sending me off on a different direction and that's why I've, you know, I've carried on doing what I do tell us a bit more about the group in terms of like what the group is and how that's how you guys connect yeah, yeah. yeah. well these those are um, groups that we've been doing in the in the sixth floor um, yeah. with the genetic counsellor, Rona, uh, who's in our group here, um, started those, initiated those groups. And and I think you were in the second group that we did. Yeah. 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 And so we invited people who had um, one genetic condition. We, we keep doing that. Just, so the same genetic condition yeah. to the same yeah. group? Well, some groups have been mixed, but most of them they are with some genetic, okay. the same genetic condition. And in this case, it was a mixed group in the sense that some people knew about their uh, results of uh, oh, this, yeah. some people didn't know, some people they just knew. Um, I don't know whether there were some partners in your group that the company... There was, yeah, there was some partners that came into our group yeah, as well. Yeah, to our company. Yeah. And then it, it's, it's a, it, we call it a narrative group, we tell yeah. stories, we share yeah. with them a certain structure. And um, it, it's about sharing stories. I don't know, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, it, I mean, for me, the most interesting thing, the reason I took part I was going to ask, why yeah, did you, so why, why, why why did you so kind of go, I'm going to go to that, that's something I'm going to do, yeah. you know. I, again, I, I think kind of comes back to, you know, anything I can do that can help other people is, I, I see as a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's taking part in trials, you know, medical trials or whatever, mm-hmm. or... You know, sort of having conversations like this, which you know can can help people who listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was asked, you know, would I would I take part in a pilot? It's like, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll come on. And I actually came not really thinking about what the group would be. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't really sort of come with any preconceptions in that sense. Um, 
and I knew it was just going to be a you know a group session, and it was a sort of pilot trial that uh, to sort of see if it was something that would work. And it wasn't until kind of after the session that I kind of realised actually how positive it made mm. me feel. Mm. You know, it wasn't that I actually felt negative in any way, but it was just that yeah. that. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that I needed counselling at that at that particular time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the fact that actually that kind of shared experience um, was a yeah was a good thing, mm-hmm. and and actually you know everyone should have a bit of yeah. a good thing. I remember you when you came back from it, you sort of very much felt it put things in perspective for you a lot. I also feel very lucky because I don't t- tend to hear. A feedback of my the groups that we mm. do mm-hmm. through the person <laughs> through the per, pa, partner of yeah. the person who's been yes. yeah. so it's really nice yeah. to 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 imagine that yeah. that putting people together in a group and sharing mm. stories can be significant Such a positive. yeah and also yeah. that you still remember that yeah so it's, um, yeah, yeah I really remember, remember yeah. it really clearly I clearly recognize that people treat it in different ways, you know, mm. or approach it in different yes. ways, or handle it in mm. with other people in different ways. I'm quite laid right. back, relaxed, you know, right. it's, it yeah. really is. But your friends are quite like you in the sense that, like, you've only told your two best friends at the time, like, yeah. 15 odd years ago, they were just like, all right, mate, okay. we've got yeah. you back, yeah. it's all right. We hope you are enjoying the podcast so far. Please subscribe rate and review. Continue to follow our conversations where we discover that rare means different things to different people. It's that, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'm here to help other people yeah. um, because I'm quite, I'm okay with my situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I often go to those groups with that slight kind of um, arrogance, I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm not calling you arrogant, but yeah. I just, you know, that kind of like, I'm here and I'm yeah. going to help yeah. everybody. And actually then I get them and go, actually, this is also kind of helping yeah. me yeah. and it might be in a surprising way and not how I expected yeah. but it is yeah. and I think that's why groups are so important because yes. they put you in yeah. to that you know yeah. yeah we learn from each other yeah. so in, in any position in the world I, nobody can say that they just give uh, that they just yes. um, yeah, yeah. yeah. because yeah. we all get constantly oh, yeah. um, being feedback yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 with yeah. other people's yeah. stories and experiences I think that's, I mean that's is that it's the swapping of stuff for me you're always you're always learning you're always, always like yeah. you know and I think no matter what you do you always find something different in every sing mm. every single mm. thing that you end up doing yes it's kind of so we've been talking about Huntington's mm-hmm. a lot but we are called rare yeah so we would like to to know what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about rare. Anything. Oh, God. Jay's had a lot more time to prepare for this because he knew it was coming. I've purposely not been thinking about it. Different. Different? What kind of a different are you thinking? If something's rare, well, I don't know, lots of things come to mind. It's like um, precious things can be be rare. Um, You know, for instance. Diamonds, diamonds and you know precious stones and things they're rare um beef that's coming from a farming background <laughs> <laughs> um 
But if things are rare, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go more of precious things, you know, the rare moments, rare, you know, it, things that yeah. come precious. Go on. That's, that's, that's really weird because obviously I've kind of been, I've been knowing that we're going to be asking this question at some point and the word different was the thing that I've just had in my head all, all along. All that time. But it's good. You I have for me, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, it's, it's maybe not different <laughs> from a meat perspective. It's more well done than rare. But, <laughs> but um, I think different but almost like special, mm. you know, and, and I think it's unique, yeah, unique but also, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's things like I was thinking how I would answer this and I didn't really want to try and think of what I was going to say but it's things like you know little things about me like you know my eclectic musical taste and the fact that I'm probably the only Chaz and Dave fan that you know <laughs> but I'm not just into Chaz and Dave by the way <laughs> but, it's, but it's that yeah. little random stuff that kind of makes yeah. makes me different and it, it is. it's the difference yeah. it always comes back to the word different yeah. but in a good positive way rather than mm. Special way. Yeah. Special. Wow, that was a really interesting conversation. It was, and it felt, um, it just felt really relaxed and we and interactive, you know, and it was really great to yeah. um, speak to both Jay and Sarah. And I think it must have been difficult for Jay at times because he knows us a little bit more mm. and he doesn't know how much we know mm. or how much we don't know. Mm. But actually, um, it was great because I think we got some really good bits that yes. perhaps Jay hadn't talked about before or, or thought about, or thought about and, and the same for Sarah so yeah. it felt that we were delving in a little bit yeah I'm um, wondering what do they talk when they finish the conversation you know what they've been talking now going back home or something. I always think that like <laughs> have we kind of like initiated another well another com- that beef yeah. <laughs> a conversation around beef for everyone uh, but no it was really nice actually yeah. and really um so many parallels with all of our lives yes I think we all make decisions about yeah. how we're going to parent yes and how, how are we going to be as a family yes. and our identity and this is and the choices know, we're making in life yeah. yeah I think it's really it's been really nice we did carry on the conversation on the way home and over the following days you've been hearing about our story we'd love to hear your story about HD and how the people around you impact on your life find out more on the website or find us on the social with the hashtags RareDHD and RareDConversations this podcast has been made possible by our brilliant team Rona McLeod, Ramona Moldovan, Jay Roach, Marie Angels Ferrin, Nicola Garda, Fiona Ulf, Nick Jordan. <laughs>